every now and then on a five one two Friday. Now I gotta I gotta write down the, the song because I kind of dig it that much. Kind of dig this track on the five one two Friday. That's when Patrick the Idea there takes jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming? And I need to know the name of the jam too. This is Kalu and the Electric Joint. Oh, see, and I see. I even know. I even know the name of it, but I like the name too. Yeah. Kalu and the Electric Joint. Kalu and the Electric Joint. Great uh, name. Kalu James is an is an awesome uh, talent in this town. And then uh, the name of the song is Garden of Eden. Dude, I'm digging it. And they're playing uh, tonight at Still Austin. Okay. Right, right down the road. Right down the road. Right down the road. I've been to Still Austin before. Uh, that's, I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah. What it's, is uh, it? It's, it's right under like St. Elmo. Yeah, it's okay. right off of South Kong. South Kong right. or St. Elmo. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, there you go. Um, that's what 512 Friday is all about, broadening your horizons. Hopefully you find something you like. I guarantee, actually, you'll find something you like if you keep on listening because Patrick does a great job. Uh, 512-337-3776, that's the number to the Specs text line. Um, you know what? I'm not going to get into what uh, is coming up in Hard Stock Life because I know what it is, and that's the tease. All right, yeah, stick around for it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. I'm the only one who knows what it is. Uh, it is actually worth listening to. I can tell you that. It's great. Uh, but Hard Stock Life coming up next, You, it's must-listen radio. Trust me, you want to be around for it, um, and I'm not going to say more than that. Okay, let's get to – we got a lot of things we got to talk about here, a lot of new NFL news notes and notes. Let's get to Cowboys updates uh, from Cowboys training camp. The first is – okay, so this Dak Prescott story, once again, <laughs> is the interception – His I guess the, his response to questions about the interceptions he threw last year, and he threw way too many of them. We all know this. Uh, ended up throwing – was it 17 interceptions total in – 15 total games. You can count the playoff games, too. Uh, that's a lot of interceptions. Um, he was asked Thursday at training camp uh, yesterday about those interceptions, and he he didn't – remember last – was the last week he was misquoted about his interceptions. People said that he said he was going to have less than 10 interceptions, but he just said he was going to have less tipped interceptions. Tipped. Tipped. They got that wrong. Tip, not less than 10, even though. You He's already had two at uh, training camp. <laughs> yeah, y'all quit counting Dak's training camp picks. I don't care about it, but it, you know social media is Come ready on. to go at him and say, oh, my God, he's right back on track. You can't be counting that. I don't – I. You need to count the receivers that need to be let go Do, if they're okay. going to drop Can those. Can I also get the amount of touchdowns he's thrown? If you're not going to count the touchdowns, don't count the interceptions during training camp. Hey, man, you preach it to the choir, bro. Come on, y'all. I'm on the Dak squad. Come you on. know that. I know. I'm just saying, y'all. Y'all I'm a Dak sexual. Uh, yeah, trust me. I'm a, yeah. I'm, I love me some Dak. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah. But here's what he had to say about his interceptions. He said, I'm going to lessen my interception numbers. That is yep, a yep, Garon yep. T. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yep. Which, honestly, that's not a big guarantee. That means you got to have fewer than, 15, than 17. Yep. <laughs> well, like, yep. Oh, yeah, I expect that. I will get 16. <laughs> I, so I told y'all I was going to have less. Exactly. I told y'all I was going to have like, less. Technically, that, I mean, that used to be 16. He's like, oh, yeah, he had fewer. Yeah. Well, you know, he had a, he had a, because they backtracked on the, the misread thing the of the 10, of the 10 yeah, interceptions. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, that number's a little low, but I will say less. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give y'all something. Yeah. I will have fewer yep. interceptions. It's like, yeah. Honestly, that's what they tell you about getting gifts for your wife when you first got married. That's some of the advice I got. I was like, dude, stop. 
start. Don't give her like really extravagant stuff early on because you're gonna be with gonna her for a long roof. time. Yep, it's gonna <laughs> you're gonna raise be with the her. Roof. You plan on being with her for the yep. for the rest of your life for the next 30, 40 years. Yep. Then start your expectation level relatively low when it comes to the gifts. Don't be buying really nice stuff in your first two years. Just really, you know, be modest, modestly considerate, you know, stuff. Yep. You know, but don't be don't be blowing it out of the water because then everything after that. It's going to seem like you know, gotcha. disappointment. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the vibe I'm getting here, too. And the Dak's like, no, fewer interceptions. Not ten, not less than 10, fewer. Yep. Low, they control the expectation level there. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. What do I always say? Under-promise, over-deliver? Over-deliver. Yeah, he's getting over-deliver. Take under-promise. it easy until you have to do something, right? <laughs> I like that. Uh, uh, yeah, I do. I, I'm glad that Dak, yeah, I think he had to clarify that because um, people were, yeah, they wanted to know. But Dak, throughout his career, he has been one of the best caretakers of the football in the NFL. Yep. I mean, his interception rate uh, was t- top five uh, to top ten, depending on now, looking at where you're Until last year. Until last year. I said now it was top five, but now it's probably top ten until last season, and that was the outlier. He's got one season where he was careless with the football, so let's not, you know, let's not be, let's not exaggerate. Yep, right. I agree with that. Let's not be overly critical of Dak and act like that's part of his, his football character. That's because you it's got not. common sense, Rod. It's not a part of his character. That is the problem. I can you have can't, fun with you, it. You, yeah, we could definitely can definitely throw it out there, make yeah. fun of him, do all that. But you have common sense, and you understand <laughs> who that quarterback is and what he's done throughout his career. But he has a big star on the side of his helmet. Yeah, he does. And everybody wants to poke holes. Look at this. Dak sucks. Go birds. I understand you like your team, but Dak is not a terrible Dak football sucks. player. So let's not go there. And let's not forget Dak the person sucks. that you are going after was not a first round pick. He was not the quarterback of the future. He was a guy that they drafted that showed up and played well and put his mark on this team, and now he's developed himself into that quarterback. He really has. And when you look there, like you said, what what do you always call it, a happy accident? Mm, That's what Dak Dak was. Mm. So was Tony Romo. And everybody is so critical because Tony Romo happened to be better than what people thought because he was an undrafted quarterback. Went on, rose up, played well, had some miscues, and I understand that. But the fact still remained is he was not the guy that they originally thought was going to be their star quarterback. Yeah, and I think a lot— He's a college football Hall of Famer. I watched him in the ceremony. I was there. Yeah. He's a college football Hall of Famer, Tony Romo is. Yeah, but the the truth is that he and Dak— Have underachieved. They have one thing in common— they can't get past the divisional round. I agree. I agree. And, and go look at their stats. They're great. They're stat mongers. They're awesome. So say Neither, that. Don't say and they, I, they're listen, terrible. And I'm a Romosexual. I yep. love me some Romo. Some of you guys are Romophobes. I'm not. I'm a Romosexual. Love me some Romo. And I love me some Dak. I'm looking for that big Dak energy this weekend. That's a lot of, you know, I mean, there was so much going on right there. there. I know. I was but like, anyway, okay. My, uh, <laughs> Enjoy Dak, yourself, player. For, that, yeah, for, for <laughs> Dak, dog, that's what we need. But my point is, with, with Dak, I think you're, you're at the nail on the head, though, for Cowboys fans, even when it comes to Romo and for Dak. There's a great uh, skit from a bit from a Chris Rock who talks about 
why wives are so angry with their husbands. And hey, ladies, I'm not saying all wives. This is a Chris Rock bit, so don't get mad at me. Yep. All right, they, they're all angry with their husbands, and and he said because you're not their first choice. That's why ultimately they they're angry with you, and why you'll never live up to the expectation, and why they're always in your grill is because you're not their first choice. That's that's his that's his take. Yep. That's essentially that's Cowboys' take on my, my take on Cowboys when it comes to Romo and Dak. You weren't the Cowboys fans' first choice. They didn't think you'd be the guy. Right. They didn't think Dak fourth round pick would end up being the front the face fourth of the franchise or Tony Romo, an undrafted uh, free agent, would mm-hmm. be the face of the franchise. They never thought that. They never envisioned it. And there's a little a little uh, a little resentment almost. Yep. Because yeah. you know, they weren't they weren't picked and they weren't highly touted or coveted, but they ended up being the guy. It's almost like they feel like they settled. And that's ultimately Chris Rocks is like that woman feels like she's settled with you, so she'll always have a little resentment and be upset. And it's not directed it's, it's directed at you, but it's not your fault. <laughs> right. It's not about you. Right. I'm don't get mad. Don't send me hate text on the spec text. I'm just giving you a Chris Rock. You know Rock that's bit. what they're gonna do. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not. Why, saying, why would you ever say I'm that? I'm not saying it's even true. I'm just saying that that's what I equate to the Cowboys fans and the way they feel about Dak and Romo. Hey. That's the best way I can do. It. I could just stole the bit. I don't exceeded. steal. I don't steal people's material. Right. So I want to give them credit for it. Other people they just steal your stuff and just take it and just run with it. I don't do that. I yep. have respect for people, so I took his material, but I need to give him credit for it. There you go. That's I, why I brought up. Chris I Rock. couldn't agree more. And this texter is 100% correct. I'm just going to read the first part of what he said because everything else is I don't believe in it. But <laughs> Dak and Tony Romo exceeded expectations, so everybody else is looking at, okay, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that. I agree. We all agree with it. But quit bashing those people for exceeding your expectations. Hmm. Yeah. That is what it's about. I mean, these guys have done well. They have winning records. They were very prominent in the success to even get them to an opportunity to play. But we all understand the finish line is the championship. But do you know how many other people always think that they are supposed to be in the championship and never oh, get there? No, and they Thomas. don't get the abuse? Yep. We just talked about it the other day. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves them some Justin Herbert. Oh, my God, Justin Herbert, big arm, does all this. Got a lot of talent. 25 and 24 in his career. He doesn't have to win. He got stats, though. Uh, he agreed. got lots of stats. Do you yeah. want the stats? Do you want the wins? He's we got, need the wins yeah. at the end of the day, right? We need <laughs> know, to I have the, the wins. But that, that, I agree yeah. with you. They're paying him on potential because he does. I mean, he's had some Because he got Kellen Moore now, so everything's about to change for him. He's about to. <laughs> he, I mean, he might. As long as he get away from Staley. And, of course, we know, listener, since 2000, Dak is whack. Dak is whack. Dak is whack. I know. Keep sending it. We know. You've been sending this since the day I walked on this show. You are heard, my friend. You uh, are heard. I'll say this about Justin Herbert. He has the, in his first three seasons, most passing yards all time, second most passing touchdowns all time, most all-time total touchdowns in the first three seasons all time, and the uh, most games 
with 300-plus passing yards all time in the first three seasons. So he doesn't have the wins. I agree with you. He doesn't have the wins. But some of his stats are just Oh, they're phenomenal. You're like, whoa, what the? So I think he's been phenomenal. But you're right. Quarterback is about the win. It's about the win. That was the always. Trent Dilfer is a champion. Yes. That's (laughs) why people are critical of Romo, though. I remember. I'm a homosexual, so I remember the Romo criticism was, we don't care about them stats. Nobody cares about those stats, man. We care about wins. Get past the divisional round. And he and Dak, neither one. Can get past the divisional round. Yep, and they're both going to be seen, like you said, in the same light from Cowboys fans, unless one of them, well, for Romo, is done. Unless Dak gets past the divisional round. That's what it's all about. That's what everybody Period. judge you That's on. It. That's it. Everybody judges you on your wins throw, in the he playoffs. He can throw twenty five interceptions. Yeah. But if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, you know who led the league in interceptions when he won the Super Bowl? Matt Stafford. Nobody talks about that. Exactly. Nobody cares. Nobody's ever brought it up. Because Nobody brings he it up. won the Super Bowl. Because he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. like, I don't give a damn how many picks you throw. Keep winning. Keep throwing picks. Nobody yep. cares. As long as you yep. keep winning, nobody's going to bring up your picks. Nope. Nobody talks about the skeletons in your closet when you are winning. You only do that when you start losing. Exactly. We can talk about <laughs> I brought it up the other day. Look at how many interceptions Josh Allen has thrown. There was a conversation about Josh Allen yesterday, and they were saying, does he have to do less for their team to do better? And yes, that is a possibility, but nobody wants to talk about it because he has thrown, uh, he's so exciting. He's a big guy. He's changed. We talked about it the other day. Uh, Dayball is gone. His, he regressed massively. Mm-hmm. Massively, but nobody wants to talk about the fact of how many interceptions. He was right behind Dak, right behind Dak in the interception, but nobody wants to talk about it. He's so great. We need to pay him more. He's a great quarterback. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's call it what it is. Dak is a good quarterback. He may not be great. He may not be spectacular to some, but this guy puts the Cowboys and ha- they have the best chances to win with him. Suck on Dak. Yeah. Ooh, say it with your chest. <laughs> um, Couldn't no. have said it better, brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I want to get to, before we get to Harshak, like, I want to get to this Sean Payton uh, audio here too, but um, a camp updates, training camp updates from the Cowboys. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker, the tight end that was drafted in the second round, yep. foot injury that actually was something he dealt with prior uh, to training camp and prior to the Cowboys drafting him. Apparently that is still lingering, so he yep. is not available to the Cowboys. So that's a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, Trevon Diggs not practicing because he's got a toe injury. Uh, he's got a sore, is that, not say injury, sore toe. Sore toe. Say injury. Sore toe. Yep. So I shouldn't say injury. I think they're just being really cautious with him, so it's a sore toe, not injury. Uh, and how about this? Now you got two injuries to, to the safety position for the Cowboys early on in camp. Donovan Wilson has the calf strain. He's going to be out four mm-hmm. to six weeks. And then Israel Makuyamu uh, also has a hamstring injury now, so he's going to be out for a week or two. Yep. Your boy, Marquise Bell, you've been bragging about him for two, ye- two years now. Yep. Even before the Cowboys drafted him, you came on this show and said, oh, this guy's an NFL. He-, he can play in the league. Yep. He's an NFL player. Yep. Dan Quinn agreed with you. Because the Cowboys, they went and drafted him. They went and picked him up. Picked him up. Was he yeah, an undrafted free agent? Free agent, free agent, right? free agent picked yeah. him up. Undrafted free agent. And honestly, dude, I think he's. I think he's right now next in line to get these reps since you got two injuries to uh, two of your safeties. Yep. 
And guess who else is making a move? Another Florida A&M player, Isaiah Land. Mm. He has been oh, getting yes. a lot of This is of the pass love. rusher? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Florida A&M. He was just Bam undersized. He's yes. a little skinny, but he's a good player. And But he got – you know how you always talk about that ball get off? Mm-hmm. He definitely has that, and he's that lean – he can make himself small in get skinny, space to get, skinny, get there. And he's mm-hmm. another guy that has been getting a lot of buzz in Cowboys camp. Man, that, oh, I, I didn't know. I, I remember yep. when they picked him up, but I did not know he was already making some he's noise. Making he's going to be a great, uh, to me, practice squad project for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He needs some weight on him. They like pass rushers. And the Cowboys like projects. They like to call – I think they call it um, – Will Clay calls him his – his little, he calls him the cat, like the man, the pet cat. Yep. He calls him his pet cats. Basically, he'll he'll find a player that he just really loves, like falls in love with, and yep. he's like, I don't necessarily know if I'm gonna draft this guy, but if I don't draft him in late rounds, then undraft the free agent, I'm gonna bring him in, and somebody else gonna grab yes, him. Yes, and I believe yep. Isaiah Land, Marquise Bell, some of those pet cats for him is what he calls them. Yep. Uh, all right, um, so let's get to this Sean Payton sound. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so for those who don't know, let me just get you up to date on what happened <laughs> yesterday. I won't read all of these quotes. Oh, I won't read all the quotes, but here's the one that I think the Jets organization took personally. Um, and this was from the Jared Bell article, I believe, from USA Today. So he said, among other things, Sean Payton said, it doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed. And that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much effing. Oh, he said effing. They said expletive. I don't know what he said. He could have said, you know, so much damn. I don't know what it is. Expletive time trying to win the offseason. The PR, the pump, and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put the dream team together? I was at the Giants. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Dion's there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. And probably one of the other damning quotes he was talking about, Nathaniel Hackett, by the way, he named Hackett by name uh, when defending his quarterback. Oh, man, there's so much dirt around that. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the freaking training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS, he hit a wall. Shoot, they couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. And he also said this, um, they can only beat the blank out of you so much. Beat Uh, But everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. Yeah, exactly. Nathaniel Hackett now, of course, offensive coordinator for the J-E-T-S Jets Jets Jets, which have to travel to the Broncos to play the Broncos in week five. Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are BFFs. Robert Sala responded by taking the high road yesterday. Um, And now that brings us to Sean Payton being asked about his comments. Here is Sean Payton. He wanted to take that year and kind of get. Um, You know, there's a pound of flesh for these guys, and, and as a coach, you stick up for them. And after a while, you know, we're past that season last year, and and you know, I said what I said, and, and obviously, I needed a little bit more uh, restraint. 
and uh, I regret that. Um, that being said, what I told the team is, you know, if it can happen, and I, I'm th I think I'm pretty good relative to working with the media and, and pretty savvy, and I just had one of those moments. Jared's a good friend, uh, real good at his job, and uh, two lattes in the morning, first, first one I see, and 40 minutes later, I'm, I'm regretting it, so. I think he meant to say we were a good friend. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, me and Jared. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know, because he was feeling real comfortable with Jared Bell at the time. And I wonder if, I mean, do you have to say off the record when you are a, you know, a personality like that and you're hanging out with the media and you're, you and that member of the media are really close and say, bro, by the way, this is off the record right now. I think you do. I, don't I think you should now. I, yeah, think, I, I think that was more of a, uh-oh. I got too comfortable, Way too comfortable with somebody that I believed would. Because most of the time, as we talk to people, we always say, can I quote you on that? The assumption for me is it's all off the record. Right. Nobody talks to me thinking I'm going to go on the ding, radio ding, and ding, just ding. suck it. I, I but always the other tell, people I always, that I do the interviews that. with them yes. that have the That's print. Different. You're right. That's different. The print is right. different than you and I meeting yes. with people. Yes. But when they reporters. do the print, you and I are yes, reporters. We are not we reporters. We don't break news. We're not trying to break a story. We don't try to break news. Not we try to give that. you as much as yeah. we can we're trying Without to give you betraying that friendship. Yes, we're trying to give you yep. informed opinions. Exactly. The information we have without yep. necessarily violating the sources we have. We don't necessarily need to bring to break the news and break the story. Yep. And so and I told you Harsh knows every damn body. So he's got a <laughs> lot of really good sources about a lot of good stuff. So he has really well informed opinions. And I got some decent sources too, and Patrick's got great sources. So it's it's just our opinions are informed by the sources we have, but we ain't breaking news. And I right. tell him all the time, like I ain't breaking no news, I dog. Ain't trying to be that Whatever guy. you say, be yes in the Vault. I, yep. I literally used the Seinfeld thing. It's in the vault. We're good. <laughs> I like I, that. I, it will inform my opinions, but I'll never throw you under the bus and say yep. it was for him. So, I mean, that, he's a different job. Like you said, different job. Yep. Chip Brown's got a different job. Chip Brown, my Jeff man, Howell, Seth Golden, Jeff Golden, Dan Davis, Kirk Bowles, Armour Richardson, hey, better Joe the, Cook. You better off the record, the yeah, boys. You better, You'll get too let comfortable. me ask you something real quick. <laughs> Is this on or off? On or off the record? Yeah, you need to know. Do we? I have to ask you. Even if we yeah. drink, if we hanging out drinking yeah, some hot exactly. cat tequila and kicking it <laughs> off if we the record, up, I need to make sure off that the, this, is, this off is off the record. It's off the record. Man. I agree with that one hundred percent. So I don't. I think he just got a little too comfortable, which happens. And I'm glad he owned it though. He said, "Oh, yep. you know, I said what I said." That was the dude he was taking the bong rips with too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Hey." <laughs> Uh, is this on or off? I, I think this, this was to me. This was all about that team. Most this is about Russell Wilson. This is like when your your significant other had a bad breakup, and you will talk ish about their ex, and you don't even know their ex. Right? He literally said, "I don't know Nathaniel Hackett." Exactly. He said, "I don't know." And so I don't know the, my wife's ex or whatever, or the, my significant other's ex. But if she says something bad about him, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, that you know that son of a gun, that mofo." Or, you know, they don't. Blah, I'm gonna blah, be blah, like, blah. "He been good to me, so yeah. it's cool." Now, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that's more of what it is to yep. make his current Fair. partner, significant other feel good about themselves. Let's yep. blame all your problems, all your skeletons in your closet on that a-hole yep. and that D-bag. Even though you know, like, man, my partner's got some issues. It wasn't all the other person. We'll deal with it. But let's, you know, right now, let's put that burden on somebody else. as soon else. as we break up, she's going to say the same about exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs>
You're going to be that. Exactly. You know, you know, dog, you already too. know. You know the deal. Yep. It's a cycle. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what you got, uh, you know, what you got coming on Hard Shot? Do you want to get into this? Or you... I'm going to talk to the people. You're talk to the people. I'm going to talk to the people. Talk to the people. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to the all people. All right. Uh, my man, Hard. Talk to the people. Coming yep. up next on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nothing Horror. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to the 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Harge. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you can follow the man that has been handling all our themes for our year and a half together at It's Patrick, Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And my man, Rod, has been teasing this thing out for a little bit, and you know as well as I do, Rob Babers is one of the best at teasing everybody out. And it has been a lot of fun as we sit here every single day uh, bringing you some entertainment. As my man Chip Brown used to call it, it is infotainment. (laughs) We're bringing you our truths and been having a lot of fun doing so. But today is going to be Harbaugh Harge's last day at the ARN family. First First and foremost, thank you. Thank you for welcoming me to the ARN family as uh, I got here and everybody always uh, tries to figure out what's next, right? Mm. Everybody always wants to say, who is this guy that comes in and sits in this chair? And I wanted to introduce you the very at the very beginning. Rod mm. has told you from the very beginning when we got together that it's going to be a different type of show. You know, I was replacing two great guys in BK. And uh, our, uh, uh, Kevin Dunn, yeah, who are two of my favorite people mm-hmm. on earth, along with Rod and Patrick. But uh, those guys have reached out to me, and we have been friends for a long time. And they were always like, man, you should be over here. You should be over here. And I finally got here. And I know we talked about this a while back. But I wanted to thank all of the listeners. The mm-hmm. listeners are the people that make us come in here every day and bring it. We love what we do, and that's why we do what we do, mm-hmm. because we want to make sure that we entertain you. Yep. So thank you. I know that there was a lot of loyal listeners. This this station has a loyal listener fan base, and uh, I know some of you were tough on your boy. You was like, ah, I don't know if he's going to be able to <laughs> do it. This dude is always all over the place. I don't know if he can handle it. <laughs> And I'm like, man, just be patient. You're going to love me or you're going to hate me. But either way, you're going to be listening. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the love and the hate as we go through all of these situations. You follow me through all of my stops because I was at other stations before and you listened to me mm-hmm. with those stations. And when I came here, it was always something that I wanted to do. And I appreciate y'all for following me for coming over here and being able to enjoy everything that we was able mm-hmm. to do. So I, there's a few people that I want to thank that uh, helped sure. me get here. No uh, one of the main people is Lise Hudson. Hmm. Lise Hudson is a rock star. She's been in this business. And I know a lot of people are like, man, Lise is tough. 
She is, she is tough, tough. <laughs> but she's fair. She but she's tough, tough. Yeah. and she's fair. Mm-hmm. And if you do what you're supposed to do, you're not going to have problems with her. So that is why I appreciate everything that she has done. She has fought for mm-hmm. us. She has given us uh, guidance. She mm-hmm. has taught us everything, and she has always been that person that if you call her, whether you're right or wrong, she's going to let you know if you're right or wrong. Damn right about but that. she is always going to have your back when times are tough. Uh, from our very first meeting at a lunch and then our first official meeting when we were like, man, I can't believe we haven't seen each other. We know each other, but we ain't never met each other. That's, that's, and, I, I, can't, I find it hard to believe. I know, it's so people crazy. You know. Yeah. And now she is somebody that I will always hold near and dear <laughs> to my heart. To KK, man. KK is one of those people that every time you're going through something, she has a kind word for you. She does. Even though she's going through something, Mm -hmm. she's always going to be uplifting to you. She has uh, always been one of my favorite people since I've been here because she was another person that we heard through the industry. You know who she is, but you never have had an opportunity to spend time with her. Mm -hmm. So when you do, you're like, golly, I can't believe that we're not like friends before (laughs) because her energy is so different than anybody. You'll never know that Mm -hmm. she's having a bad day. She's always uplifting. She's always pushing you. And she's always trying to make you a better person. But most importantly, she's always trying to make you that person that other people are going Mm -hmm. to like. She will put herself out there to make sure that people know who you are. And as uh, as a person who mm-hmm. has been in the business, that's in sales, that has been, been around other people, she's always that uplifting, and she does everything and anything to help you to make sure that you're going to su- succeed. Well said. And I appreciate her for mm-hmm. that. Uh, B&E, man. <laughs> we all grew up on them. Yeah. Last we show today. all grew up on them. Yeah. And Aaron Hogan is a baseball guy. I knew him. We've been around each other. We got a lot of the same friends because of baseball, but most importantly because of this business. We've all been around each other. Yeah. And it's been fun. It's been fun. You know, we didn't – everybody doesn't know each other, right? Everybody didn't understand mm-hmm. each other. But once you got together, you got to understand each other. And you know me, man. I like to sit in the back and kind of see what's going on, but I also like to have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And E and B, I mean, B and E, those guys were part of my life growing up. They were part of uh, my kids waiting in the line, driving (laughs) around, being around different places. They've always been good to me. And uh, Buck has Uh, been a great, great, great mentor. He's one of my... <clears throat> he's one of my good friends and he's helped a lot yes. in a lot of different situations. And he's an inspiration for a lot of people. He talked about his sobriety and a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. They don't do it. And, but I appreciate you, brother. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no doubt. It's all good. You good, man. Craig, Craig Way, hmm. what I tell you? Yeah, you want to work with Craig? Man, That's your dream. It's one of your dreams. As soon as you and I talk, <laughs> I said, hey, man, does this give me an opportunity to work with Craig? And you're like, I think so. I think so. <laughs> and I was like, well, then I'm in. Craig is, uh, hmm. I know everybody always talk about a pro's pro. He is that. 
But but what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has these different things, but Craig has always been a boss in this business no doubt. and respected. And everybody truly, truly, if you've ever been around Craig, you got better. If you've ever spent time with Craig, right. yeah. you got better. <laughs> and he is one of the guys that I've always respected without even knowing him. Mm-hmm. Without even knowing him. And uh, he made me one of his friends. And hopefully someday I might get to work with him again. I know things have kind of changed and we're moving in different directions. You'll have it, brother. But hopefully, hopefully I get a chance to work with him again because he is that guy. Yes, he is. Um, Jeff Howe. Two five four, bro. <laughs> Two five four. I know you from Florence, and you give Gerald a lot of crap. Gerald is looking at you, bro. But Jeff has been cool as a fan. We we knew each other because of my relationship with Chip Brown. Obviously, with Two Four Seven Sports and Horns Two Four Seven, I've been around Jeff a lot more. Listening to you guys on the Blitz and what y'all been able to do. That's amazing. Keep that up. Great work because the people need that, and they appreciate all of that. Thank you, brother. Uh, Chad and Zay, my boys. Chad has been a professional from day one. Uh, You heard us talking about the very first party we was at together Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and just randomly hanging out Mm -hmm. uh, because of his wife and their relationship. Zay is like a little brother to me. We give each other crap every single day. It's hilarious. And it is fun <laughs> because Zay is, uh, he's funny because the guy just says what's on his mind. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe Zay said that. But then you go back and you listen to it and you're like, man, <laughs> that dude is on his thing. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's been a lot of fun. And every day those interactions, walking in the hallway, talking to each other, those are the moments that I cherish the most because of that. Um, you guys, I'll get to y'all in a minute, but I want to give a shout out to a lot of the producers here that do different things. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people that are interacting that, are that we don't even know. Yeah, they're instrumental in helping it go. <clears throat> but you know them, but you don't get to spend a lot of time with them. But they appreciate the moments that we get a chance to say hi to them in the hallway. The Jacobs and the Jacobs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mendoza and my man uh, Standard. Standard was a guy that um, I when he first was here and then he left, and I was like, man, we got to get Jacob back here because he's so talented. He's so good with the videography. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's got that moment where – he can he can bring something out of you. You know, we were doing those reels in the back, and he was like, no, nah, man, say it like this. You know, he's trying to produce you. I'm like, man, just record the thing. <laughs> but he's a Cowboy fan, so I was always cool with him. And and he's a good person. Good and person. I, I appreciate all those guys. Core, all the guys that have been working with us at those remotes that we were doing. We oh, had man. different people we on did. site. Yeah. My man Cameron Parker, he's a star in the making. Um He's a great, great play-by-play guy. He's getting better and better. He's spending time with Craig. I got a chance to do a game with him at the Round Rock um, Dragons playoff game, and he's been bugging me about it. He's like, man, you need to come do a game with me. I want you to come do a game with me. (laughs) I was like, all right, man, I'll come do a game with you. But I had a blast. He's one of my my favorite people because Mm – 
Me and him hit it off from day one. Good, good guy. Good guy. Um, for you guys, I appreciate you because y'all are professionals. We are all have opportunities to do different things. It's good, bro. We love you, mate. Take your time. Y'all are my boys. Brothers, man. Regardless no doubt. of what happens after today, <clears throat> y'all are good people. Y'all are hearts are in the right place all the time. <clears throat> Your hearts are in the right place all the time. Thank you, bro. We have different levels of friendships with other people. <laughs> but what I truly feel about you two is outstanding. <laughs> uh, I'm going to miss your big butt rundowns. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I laugh. Because a lot of people know how much work you put into it. But the fact that you are so consistent with it, because there's a lot of butts out there, man. Man, it is. And you be finding the right ones. You know what I'm saying? You be finding the right butts. That's my pleasure. I know. Hey, all I can do is my pleasure to please the booties. And I love it when you bring it up because it is something that is a staple. And everybody has to find their staple, right? And if you can find your niche and find that moment to where everybody can understand, uh-oh, when he says butt, you know what you're about to get. I love it. Patrick, you, man. you're great. You're great at what you do, man. You take the time to find our music themes and you put it out there for everybody. And everybody always says, you know, they're looking forward to each of those days. Yes, they do. And so am I. So am I. Like, you try to take our black card, man. <laughs> and I didn't like that. But we kept trying to find a way. We kept trying to find a way to make sure that we kept our black card. <laughs> to my guys from uh, the Flex. You know, Snoop Daniel, that was his baby. He loved it. Snoop was a great guy, and he still is a great guy. I'm not saying he's gone, but, you know, to Snoop, to Derek Cohen, to Nolan Hogan, the seed is what everybody was talking about. (laughs) And my man, Zach Lucero, the very first day that I was here, I saw him when he walked in because it was it was it was it was kind of a weird day. It was so weird. Yeah. And we're walking out and he says, Coach. He said, What's up, coach? And I'm like, Zach. And I was right there. I was like, Yeah, you were like, wait a minute. I was like, what is going on? What in the heck is happening right now? I'm like, that's hardball hard. It's not your coach. Like, that's my coach. It was the beginning of hard nose every damn buddy. That was that was that was extreme. Exactly. I was like, hard nose every damn buddy. He gave me a call the other day and he was like, Coach. You know, with everything that's going on, I hadn't had a real chance to tell you, but I appreciate the fact that I, through all of this, that us interacting in that hallway that day brought us back together and we had a relationship started back up because I did coach him. He's my mm-hmm. guy. That's he, crazy. he is so funny. And he is hard working. And every time. You were laughing at him because he would come in and give me crap every oh, single man. day. He did. He did. On those notes, he would always talk trash right. to me or write little notes and say, no, turn it over and read what it says. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. thankful for that as well. 
and to Cole, Jack, Ty, Jacob, and Jacob, to all the people in the sales department, Christina, uh, um, uh, 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 Natalie, Natalie, Angie, Angie, Angie's so great. JC is so great. Awesome. Peggy, yeah. Everybody that has Mark Sanders, all the people oh, that have worked nice. there. Dave and Dave in the cave. Dave, Dave in the Dave. cave. <laughs> all those people that have touched me in a way that they will have no idea that they have ever ever spent time with me. Uh, I appreciate that to the fans. I appreciate y'all. Y'all, y'all hmm. watch me through my journey. You, you've helped me in so many different ways, hmm. especially when I got a chance to come on here and making sure that all the guys go get checked. I went through prostate cancer, and y'all That's let real. me share that yeah. with you. And I wanted to make sure that everybody understands you need to, as a man, you need to go get checked. And as a, um, as a uh, wife, and a husband and everybody that's involved, make sure that those people that you care about go get checked because their health is most importantly to you. And to my family, my kids, uh, my wife, Lindsay, my daughter, Jasmine, my my boys, Mike and DJ. I appreciate y'all helping me through all of this stuff because it's been a tough time. It's been been a a really, really tough time. And they know how much I care about this job and they know how much I care about bringing good radio. And to the fans that love my baseball takes, it Mm. ain't over. Come on. Don't worry about it. I'm going to still be around somewhere, somehow, some way. Damn right. But I just wanted to say thank y'all for accepting me on the horn because it has been one hell of a ride. It has been fun from the pre-games to the post-games mm. to the talking about everything and learning a little bit more every single day with everybody that is involved at this station. I appreciate y'all so much. Mm. So thank you to uh, ARN. Thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity. But most importantly, thank you two guys for riding with me and making this thing happen so much because the initial conversation was, all right, what's going to be our name? How are we going to make this work? And then we had all these different names from the intro to the mm-hmm. outro to how are we going? And I was like, man, whatever we going to do, we're going to have a lot of fun, man. Right. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I felt like we did that. And I'm going <laughs> to leave you with this before we go to break. Don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace. D Mega Doo I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, so we're up against it, obviously, because last segment, sentimental and touching as it was. Uh, we went over a little bit, so uh, well worth it. Um, so we're going to get back on track here. And, uh, and, and Harge, I'm sure, uh, I don't know if you're going to answer all these texts because I don't know if we've had this many texts I, I don't know ever. if I can, but I will say <laughs> thank y'all, segment. listeners. <laughs> thank y'all. Yeah, man, it's like, I don't think it's like 50 texts came up in like a 20 minute time span. So yeah. thank you guys for all the kind appreciate words. Y'all. Really appreciate you. We, I mean, we, we love you guys. We really do mean that. That's not, that's not a joke. I work with two gentlemen that the, the, the listener experience is their top priority. And that's no doubt. That's really all I, all I cared about was this man. I work with guys that it matters to them. 
If yeah. we have a good show, if we have a bad show, it should matter. Yep. And I want it to be something that the listener experience and that listener connection is important to them, and it's important to these guys. And I honestly, I, I've had I've had a lot of co-hosts. Uh, you guys are my ninth and tenth co-hosts in my fifteen. Damn, years. you sound like Chad. Chad yeah, was like, man, I think this was eleven. Yeah, I've done nine, nine. Yeah. You'll be nine and ten in fifteen years. So I unfortunately get to do this a lot, but um, this group, man, I had a ton of fun. This is definitely one of the most uh, fun experiences I've had doing the show. So, um, like I told Arch when we started doing, I said, man. You boys, I, I take it. I take the job a little too seriously. I know that. I get it already. So some people don't take this job that seriously, and I get that too. I do. So I didn't want that to turn hard job. But I told him, I said, when we get on there, once the mics go on, if we're not having fun, then neither is the audience. Yeah. We gotta be. We gotta make sure yeah. that we're having fun. That's the top priority. Do yeah. all the prep you want to. If you're not having fun, and it's the same approach to ball. No you doubt. Do all the prep you want to. If you ain't having fun out there for the love of the game, you're not enjoying it. Man, trust me, it's way too hard. Exactly. It's difficult. It's already difficult because it's, it's already work. It's already work. Exactly. Nah, man, you got to be having fun. And I'll yeah. say this, man, we had a lot of fun, a ton of it. And no thanks doubt. to you guys on the Specs text line, too, because you guys are the reason for it. Okay, uh, so we'll get back to uh, some uh, sports items. We'll talk uh, Big 12 expansion. We'll talk Gary Patterson coming back to the 40 Acres. Uh, we got insider notes from our man Chip Brown that we'll also dive into. And also we'll discuss pro football focus ranking the best player on every team in the Big 12. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.